0: what I'm listening to. Um, okay, Christmas, um, well did, if you got, if your brother got wood and coal, did he, did he also get some? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Uh yeah. Did you get, ever get
1: wood and coal? I'm not gonna say no, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know.
0: You don't remember? Yeah. I I guess
1: it was, it was put in there more or less as a fun. One thing or so
0: forth. What, what was it like at home? Was there laughter and it sounds like a lot of hard work?
1: It was always serious. As a matter of fact, I loved Levin Street for one reason, being I was five or six years of age. I loved it because I had everything in one, one block. I had the butcher in one block. I had the baker across the street. I had the ice, ice and coal man on, on Russell Avenue, on Eleventh Street, and I had the grocery store on Eleventh and Allen, and I had the milk dairy across the street from our house, which which uh, had cows. And they, when we went for milk over, we took a bucket over, and he would put the bucket dipper in a five-gallon can or whatever and pour it into your, in your bucket and you t- took it on home. But they milked the cows there every day. As a matter of fact, they used to bring, when we lived on Allen Avenue, he was still on 11th Street, and they were bringing the cows from independent packing on Shoto down Allen Avenue with cowboys on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, uh, it was an interesting neighborhood.
0: When you moved, why did, what, what were the reasons for the move?
1: Because my dad bought a new house all the time. And it
0: was a little better? A little better,
1: that's okay. right.
0: So, so it was never quite like 11th, uh, 11th
1: Avenue? Oh no, no, because times change.
0: But, but I asked you, you said things were serious.
1: Well, I don't remember too much fun. I mean, we were happy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, as a matter of fact, I, I I talked to a gentleman, one of our members that's 94 years old, he lived two hours away from me, and he says, I can still see you and your brother walking down 11th Street from, uh, our boundary was Allen Avenue, Russell, that's as far as we went, on one side of the street. You can still see you walking up and down the street with your brother holding hands. That's, and uh, he's 94 years old. And uh, that was that was strictly a Bohemian settlement. There was a few other, other nationalities in there, but... Uh,
0: on Christmas Day, I think
1: did
2: you
0: ever
1: visit other people uh, in the neighborhood? If, if we did, the only the only ones we did would be my aunt and uncle. They lived on 12th Street. So you were kind of isolated? No, I wouldn't say we're isolated. We just more or less... Uh, we, it was a case of uh, you're being friendly with your neighbors. That's about it. It's not like you live out here and you don't know your neighbor next door many times. So
0: you, so you work
1: out of your Oh, sure, sure, yeah. I never had a bicycle in my a three-wheel bicycle in my life until, until somebody picked one up out in the alley, and that's the only one I ever had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to beg like a Doug Chunkle when I was 16 years old to get a two-wheel bicycle. And my dad kept on, you better don't. Well, he sent to send a older boy with me up to Jefferson Avenue to, to buy the bicycle. When I bought the bicycle, I put it in the front room. That's where I had it. But, uh, uh, no, my, my dad was very liberal. He was, I would say, pretty strict, but he never spanked much. All he did was say something and look. And that's the way the average bohemian years ago father was. He'd say something and he'd look. And some of them used to whack. But my dad never whacked. So,
0: so he owned his own home. He didn't rent. Uh,
1: the first home he owned was on 11th Street. Before that, it was always in rent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Who
0: did you rent from? Do you remember that?
1: I don't remember that, no. I
0: don't mean the name, but I mean were they, what nationality? I
1: imagine they were Czech. I imagine they were Czech. And uh, when we lived on Picker Street, you don't even know who Picker is. He was a general, I think, mm-hmm. a general in the Civil War, I think. I believe Bohemians used to call it, not Pickett, Pickett Street. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, So that was uh, we always lived more or less in a Czech neighborhood, and then uh, see my my mother's maiden name was Mike's, and it's pronounced in Czech. It's Mikesh, M-I-K-E, M-I-K-E-S, and that's the reason we named our daughter Mickey because
2: Mm
1: my my mother's maiden name was Mikesh, and my Weiss' maiden name is Mick right. Oh,
0: okay.
1: so we got the Mickey there. See,
0: um, some groups of people that come over are discriminated against. You know, was there ever any, was no, there anything like that at all? No, I've never heard of it. That no, that I'm not in
1: no. no, as a matter of fact, the Sokol organization and the fraternal Lodgers always help tried to help any, any, uh, people that came from the old country, the same way with St. John Nephomo Church down there. And then
0: from it. outsiders?
1: From outsiders? From, from
0: other non-Czech people? I mean,
1: no, are- no, no, because normally, normally the, the foreign people had more, than, more than the people that, that, uh, were renting.
0: Mm-hmm sometimes that doesn't matter. No, <laughs> I know it know. doesn't matter. Um I what
1: what role did the church
0: play in your life? Well are uh, your parents were, if any. They
1: they were they were Catholic, they were married at Saint John Method Church. I was baptized at and so was my brother, evidently but but what? Evidently, when my brother and I became of age to go to school, the parish priest, followed well, by my father, Blecha, talked—I guess—talked with my wife. The way the story goes, and he told my dad that he had us and his children to parochial school. Talked to, yes.
0: talk to the, your mother, who said my, my wife, my father. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. And. Uh, my father only put his foot down and said, I'm going to send him where I please. And that was the last time that I recalled that my dad went to church. Hmm. And my mother kept on, uh, kept on going. As a matter of fact, when my brother and I were still going to grammar school, they, uh, my, uh, mo- my, uh, mother's sister, said, why don't you have them make the Communion in the Catholics, so she says they, they'll have an easier time when they get married, they won't have no problems. So, alright, so my brother and I, after grammar school, we went to St. Agnes Church on Sydney Street, to Catechism, and uh, everything went well. And during my catechism, I, I forgot myself many times and instead, instead of saying, Yes, Father, He chewed me out for not saying, Yes, Father. I always say, Yes, sir, because I wasn't grown up that way. He chewed me out in front of the class and I guess that kind of embittered me a little bit. But I made my communion. And we went to church for several years, and then all of a sudden I started selling newspaper on a Sunday and I got away from the church altogether. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I didn't marry a girl that went to church, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but frankly we live cleaner and better than a lot that do go to church.
0: And say yes, Father. You don't
1: need to say yes, no. No, no, I Christian. don't have to say it. But that, that, yes, sure. that's just true. And that what hurt the Catholic Church more than anything else, I think, is an individual priest. These, the, these individual priests or the
0: Catholic Church, did they want
1: to have a, a hold on... They wanted to the control On the
0: new people?
1: That's the reason, that's the reason a lot of Czech people that left Bohemia was on a carnival kind of religious feeling. As a matter of fact, the first reformist was a Czech. You never heard of Jan Hus. He was the first reformer and he I'm was... He was. He was burned at the stake by the Catholic Church. He wasn't even given a trial. And, and I, I, I got all the, all the readings and facts on, on that scene. And that, that's today. They, they kind of try and make up for it. But seeing after him, then came Martin Luther. And. Um, that's reading reason my dad in la- later life, see, my dad was flying Not last nine years of his life. He had to give up the tailoring trade because I could see by the button that he used to make were terrible. And he insisted to, to the old t- t- tailor, tailor owner, he says, I can't do it anymore. He knew his work was bad, so finally they let him, let him go. And uh, the last nine years ago, he was blind, he was supporting the Lutheran Church, and, uh, oh, he and, and he he believed, he believed in us having a Saman religion because we went to Saint Bethlehem Sunday School on 13th and Allen Avenue, which today is a Pentecostal church. Today.
0: What was, so
1: what was Bethlehem? That was an evangelical church and uh, that's where we went on a Sunday. We went, we'll, we went there on a sun, 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 Sunday.
0: Did he go?
1: No. He
0: just went you and your brother?
1: That's right.
0: And your mother went to a Catholic church?
1: She didn't go much anymore any except when, when she had to. Mm-hmm.
0: Did she feel the same way as your father or, or was she uh, a woman? Maybe
1: time, so to speak, which is did what the f- it just it stayed did. in the background and, and that, you know, I think maybe didn't get to say what you think. I think that that was the way America was years ago. Today it's a different story mm-hmm. with women's lives. Women. It's good and it's bad.
2: Yeah.
1: You have you have good points and bad points.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Let's see. When I, Go
0: ahead.
1: when I went to McKinley High School, I used to shoot craps behind the McKinley High School Clubhouse uh-huh. campus uh-huh. on Allen Avenue. We were kids and full four of the boys were sons of a police sergeant. Bill,
0: so you, you lived in a, in almost a, in a way, except that you always had a job outside your community, but you lived in a way of... In the beginning, in a shelter, kind of alike, uh, except as you were out, with your group, your friends, were all checked, and so then, what? That was grammar school. Were they? Were they mm, all
1: grammar, and then?
0: Were they all checked during grammar school, mostly, because it was neighborhood. Oh no, there,
1: there, no, there was a lot. You take it anything uh, west of um, Siegel School was more or less. Uh, the richier people, west of Jefferson Avenue. You take it, you go up as far as Longfellow Boulevard or uh, there where the rich people were. Mm-hmm. And uh, and any, anything west of Jefferson Avenue was all high class. When you had a friend in grammar school, um, you know, like when
0: the kid was young, you brought a friend home to play or to visit or you walked home with somebody. Was that kind of thing going on? Did you go to other people's house? Did somebody come to your house? Did they come inside your house, or did they play outside? Or?
1: They played outside. Played outside.
0: And more or less, maybe, or did they, or how did it go, did you tell
1: me? Well, how did it go, most of my activities were outside, playing ball. Just like my great grandson today, all he thinks about is playing ball. Oh,
0: that must make you feel good.
1: Well, there's five of them, see, so and they're all boys. They're all boys. They're all boys. Um
0: was a Czech other besides Christmas, which is universal. Um were there Czech holidays? Just plain Czech holidays that had nothing
1: to well, do with cou- this country that you that you own. They call Thanksgiving Day for that's, I think, that's sort of a Thanksgiving day, of And, uh, they celebrate Easter. And, uh, but, uh, over in Czechoslovakia, they have so many, uh, saint days. Easter. Yeah. Uh, so
0: those are really church.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And, uh, of course, uh, you take it with Hitler, with Hitler, and with uh, the communists, things uh, of things have, uh, have kind of changed. And just like you have a change in Russia today, we don't know what's going to happen over there. But the people are getting getting more or less democratic, you know. And you look at any pictures of Russia today; them people ain't dressed poor. No, but you're,
2: but,
0: but you're your
1: heritage, your Czechoslovakia was a democratic
0: country.
1: Oh, for 20 years. Yeah. For 20 years. David, mm-hmm. okay, uh, in other words... uh, uh ma- the wars. Uh, ma- Masaryk? Ma- Masari. Masaryk. We say Masaryk. Masaryk. Am Thomas, Thomas Masaryk. Am I saying it correctly for... Thomas, Thomas Garrick Masari. Am I saying it
0: correctly
1: for English? Masaryk, Masaryk, yeah. Uh Masaryk. He was a professor. He was a freedom fighter. And he married an American woman. And her maiden name was Garrick. And that's the reason his middle name, he took her middle name, Thomas Garrick Massari. And I think he he met her, I guess she might have been going to um, Charles University. As a matter of fact, that's the first uh, university in, in Europe, was the Charles University. Uh, too bad I can't show you all all the facts and figures on on, on the history of check, but it's very interesting to me. And, uh, as, as I was talking about uh, getting back to shooting crafts, we had a policeman on the beat whose name was Sleater, and when we'd see him coming, we'd jump over the fence and into the alley and disappear. At night we'd be sitting on the curb and he'd come up the street and he'd look at us sitting and he says, all right, who's got the dice? And we'd just laugh at him. And the funny thing irony of the thing is, when he retired, he used to come down the old National Hall and used to play nickel and dime knuckle on me with our members in the club room and I used to kid him about it, I said, he, he used to cha- ch- chase our butt all over South St. Louis because he shot crabs for pennies and here you're gambling nickels and dimes and the poor fellow died blind. But that was the year of the Flatfoot, the policeman that was on the beat, he knew everybody. And uh, it's uh... What did you eat
0: at home we,
1: we ate. Uh, we always had a salad, lettuce, mo- mostly lettuce, and uh, we ate things that today is delicacy. Uh, American people would eat kidneys, and uh, my mother, they'd always soak them for for a day before before they serve kidneys, and. Uh, on a Sunday meal, was always potato dumplings, sauerkraut, and a piece of pork, or a piece of smoked meat. That was a Sunday meal. As a matter of fact, that's why I got married. After my mother passed away, my dad used to sit on a double A and sew, and then he'd tell me what the, how to do this, how to, I'd be in the kitchen doing, and he'd be in the, in, in the shop working. So I made potato dumplings, sauerkraut, and pork. And, uh, so I'd say I got married so I didn't have to cook anymore. Cook
0: anymore. Now yeah.
1: I'm, now I always kid my wife, I said, now I got to do all the cooking now. <laughs> um, was there a Czech newspaper? Yes, there was, uh, in 1903, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I cut out, I cut out a lot of, I, I, Copied a lot of stuff from the Czech bohemian, He used to call it the Saint listí Listy, mm-hmm. uh, and that was born in 1903. And I have 24 volumes of the Saint listí Listy today,
2: mm-hmm.
1: down in the American Czech Educational Center, which the daughter of the uh, original—not uh, the original, but her—that was her grandpa, and then. Then her father took over the printing of the Suntlisky Listy, and I think it went on into the 30s. But I only have volumes up to about 1922 or 23.
2: 19, 19.
1: 23. And um, I have taken out a lot of things out of there, mm-hmm. a lot of history, a lot of dirt. And uh, as a as a matter of fact, uh, yeah. Dirt, I mean
0: Gossip.
1: Gossip. And it wasn't gossip, it was true. In other words, uh, there's one incident where a husband and father owned a tavern on 14th Street and um, he told his wife he was going down to the barber shop to get a haircut. When he come back, why he caught his wife upstairs with a German suitor. And a German suitor pulled out a gun and he shot the tavern owner, didn't kill him, but he shot the wife and killed her and uh, ran away. And don't say nothing about him catching him. And uh, it so happened that then he was left with with a girl and a boy. And uh, girl and a boy and and the following year, he killed himself on her grave. So it left the two children as orphans. But this woman who was killed, her sister took the two children and raised them.
0: So you would put things so,
1: in there like this? That. Well, that's history. And, uh, so it's, uh, and a lot of when, when people came in this country, they put notices of marriages and stuff like that. And, uh,
0: were they mailed out or did people come and pick them up? They,
1: they, they were mailed out, they were mailed out, yeah. Of course the, these are in, in volume forms. How
0: often did it come in?
1: I think uh, one, once a week, every Thursday. And and I forget. I I have the records here, but, uh...
0: Um, (coughs) bathhouses.
1: My dad, my dad, uh, we never had a bathroom. My brother and I, we took a bath in a bathtub. First guy in the bathtub got the clean water. Where was the bathtub? That was the wash tub. Wash tub. Okay.
0: <laughs> so is that in the kitchen?
1: Uh, yeah, you put the bathtub in the kitchen, and you had your tea kettle on the on the uh, stove for the hot water. So you got in those days you had wood and coal. Start the fire with the wood and put the coal in there. And uh, uh, we never had we never had a bathroom until we moved to Nebraska and Utah. That was 1922, so that was 14 for me, 14 years later. And we, we used to go down to Soulard Swimming Pool, which is not there today anymore. I ha- I have the dates when it was built, mm-hmm. and uh, it was also a bathhouse. And my dad always used to stop there, and get his towel and his soap. He paid for that, he took his shower, and that was it. But we, at Lakey's school, we had showers in school. Oh. We had showers. We, t- we took a sh- shower at, at the school.
0: And mom, um, did, did she ever go to the bathhouse, or I she use
1: it? No, no, I I, I don't know. Washed up. I guess probably washed up. In those days on the street, everything was, was calcimized. It was either white or blue, light blue. That's like whitewash. And uh, we never, just like I said, we had a reflector with kerosene, and later on we got uh, gas, a gas mantle, and we didn't have electricity until we got to uh, l and So, was that something
0: to be
1: excited about? Or are it's better to push a button better than push a button. I mean, did
0: everybody go, Oh oh wonderful or how did you know, I mean you lived a long time without it.
1: Well, I don't know. I guess we did. Do
0: you remember it being special?
1: Oh. Well, just just like you talk to your grandkids today and they think that you had radio and television all your life. Mhm. We that's, ne-
0: that's different though. That, yeah. I mean that's a that's a luxury. Yeah. It makes life easier, but the electricity and and like you say, it's easier to press a button than to flush a toilet. It's, it's a lot
1: different. I'd be pretty rich today if I if I figured out how many times we walked downtown.
0: Yeah.
1: From Leavenworth Street and then from, not so much from Leavenworth, from, from uh, Allen M. Bill, so
0: you, you, you had a more difficult time than Mickey did. Growing up, or, or the things were easier. Well,
1: physical things were easier. Well, we were Ameri- my wife and I were Americanized already, See, and uh, foreign parents are not as helpful as uh, they think that the schools are doing everything for you, but they don't. And, and,
0: and, I, and how how was the early outlook on
1: authority? And we knew that Pop was boss.
0: What, who was Pop, you know, for the police, the government? Uh, how did Pop feel about uh, people in public places? He, was, he was
1: very, very honest and very straightforward. He didn't worry about no police or anything because he thought they were doing their good. As a matter of fact, we had a bohemian policeman on the beat when we were on 11th Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a, he was a member of our organization, followed by uh, uh, William Shedjevets, Sirvek, and uh, his, his first wife passed away, and then he married a, another widow, mm-hmm. and uh, they both had children, so they both had large families, and their grandchildren, great-grandchildren of the year are living
0: um, what would you say the difference, well, if the, I'm thinking in terms of waves of generations that came, you know, um, as far as being cohesive, you know, staying with the church, Well, you addressed it earlier,
1: well, lot, lot of, lot of the, the people that came over came for religious freedom, and some of them came because they didn't want to go into the army. My uncle, he was scared to go back to Czechoslovakia after the First World War because that's why he came to this country. Well,
0: that's what I meant about about people in power, you know, the people asking about, how did your father feel? And it's one thing, you know, he did everything okay, and he was honest, so he had nothing to fear, but still sometimes when people come from where there was something to, to fear, they still fear. You well, know, if they're straight and honest.
1: that's something... Uh, that's something I don't uh, know, because... Uh, I can remember Uncle John saying that's the reason his boss told him to go to America, to escape the draft. But when he got off the train at Union Station and he saw what was across the street from Union Station in those days, he was ready to go back on the train, go back.
2: Well, what was
1: Because that was nothing but a row of, what, flophouses or, you know, deteriorated tenements, you know, pawn shops and so forth. And he tells a story how how he, he got, got acquainted again. He says he got off, he got on a speed, the market a speed car, went down to Broadway, took a Broadway car south. Why he got off at Allen at Avenue, I don't know, but he ran in a big fat policeman, and he start talking to him. Finally, the policeman was a was fellow by my John Kuchera, he was a bohemian. And one of my uncle told me that he just came from he says, "Come on, I'll take you up to Sokol Soko Hall and and introduce you to someone." That's that's was his first inkling. Was this old Sokol Hall?
0: So that was a a real
1: special place. For that's, well, that's that's where all the checks either went there, either went to St. John Nepomuk, to the Sokol Hall, or the C.S.P.S. The C.S.P.S. built that hall in eight. We got the car. We got the cornerstone that the uh, American Czech Center I- uh, embedded in the ground area was built I think in 1889 and uh, 1889 and then uh, the Sokols went in originally with them but they couldn't get along so the Sokols stayed on 9th and Allen and, uh, and the um, CSPS the CSA stayed up on Dalman and Allen.
0: Why couldn't they get along? And, and
1: well, yeah, one of them was fraternal, one of them was, uh, and the o- only reason that they're together today is because in, ni- when Prohibition came in in 1921, the, uh, the C- the CSA was in bad straits, in debt with their hall at 17th and Allen, I call it 17th and Allen, but actually it was Dalman. Dalman Street was 17th Street. And um, they were $15,000 in debt. So evidently the board of directors of the hall and the Sokol Hall got together and uh, the Sokol agreed to pay the $15,000, Seller Hall paid a $15,000 debt because they have controlling interest in the National Hall. And that's the reason today they had 32 shares compared to 30 shares of
0: the largest. When people moved, Bill, did they move as a group? and mean, did the Czech community, you always lived and you better yourself, your to kept a nicer home, and you were always in the Czech community, but, but did everybody sort of do that? So that that was 1920 and 1940, had it dispersed? Uh, there uh, were still
1: people living. 1940 was still people living down the old neighborhood. Yeah, but you see, uh, there was another so-called which, uh, organization on, I think, 40, some, 4,500, I think, Minnesota. They called it the Mount Pleasant so They were organized, I think, in about 1903, something like that. But that was... they. They were they were not interconnected. The Sokol's on ninth and now mm-hmm. and this here. They were because most of them people lived out south. Mm-hmm. So they didn't feel like going all the way down there. They had their same they had gymnastics and they had their stage shows and affairs.
0: Well, what was what was what was the difference between the people, They had just moved
1: out further, or was Well, they, they were they out there far, and I guess that they didn't want to go that far in the town. You take it, traveling was a little, little more, uh, in in early 1900s, that was, traveling was pretty long. So
0: that was okay with everybody that there was two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when did, did your parents
1: become citizens? My dad, I guess, uh, as soon as he could. I have his papers downstairs. Oh, do you have his
0: Yes, citizen?
1: I have his, yeah. Do you, do
0: you know what year it was? i will
1: tell me some other time? I'll, I'll, I'll look it up for you.
0: Did the Czech community uh, vote a certain way? Mm-hmm. And your mom became a citizen too?
1: She she come in under my dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: did they, did they vote a certain way politically? Were I think,
1: mo- I think most of them were democratic. Most Czechs were de- democratic. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you
0: remember anyone in the Czech community running for anything
1: here, that well, was that important? Did they feel they needed it? Well, let's see, they had a Charles F. Jarabek that ran for a uh, judge, but he never made it. and. Um, Uh, Our director of public safety, well, that was appointed office, William Trentina, who passed away a few years ago. uh, He was director of public safety under Cervantes. And, uh, no, I I don't think we had too many politicians in there. They had a Democratic club, and I don't know if they had a Republican club.
0: How did people feel about intermarriage out of the Czech community? Well, you know, we're we, spanning a lot of years right, here. Yeah, and yeah. Let's talk about the earlier well, years. Well, the early did,
1: years. Uh, when
0: people would come over. With early
1: years, I would say uh, most of them intermarried in their in their own nationality. Occasionally, you found, but th- those mm-hmm. those fell away from a totally hundred mm-hmm. percent away from the Czech.
0: So oh, if they married out, if Church, they married out, yeah. did they didn't yeah. bring it in. Yeah. They,
1: Unless sometimes it was just the reverse. Yeah. If the women wi- women were checked, then they pulled the husbands.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so. Uh, but it, it it
0: it mattered in those days.
1: In those days, yes, I would say yes. I married a Bohemian girl. My brother wasn't married. You
0: so married you married a, a check? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And your brother? My brother was single.
0: He didn't
1: marry? No, he got killed in 1955. 19, 19, uh, got knocked underneath the public, public service bus by a colored man on Compton in Washington.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Must have been married. Yes, well, he was a bachelor, but. He was the only one I had, yeah. so I'm the last of the Mohicans. What does that feel like? Well, there's 15 of us now, so we've got a big family.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay.
1: Only had one daughter, but she had three, and the three of now, I've got five. She
0: thinks you're the last word and everything. Who does? Your daughter. Know, if any of my children ever spoke about me the way she's talked about you, if, if they're really, I know they might be like that. Maybe they will. Maybe they do.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's right. Um. What, what would you like to tell me that I haven't asked you that you think is important? Um, that a museum might want to know, or something that's special about the community that you think that we need to hear and that you're so proud of?
1: I'll give you a couple program books that you can, you can have. One of them is our 125th anniversary of the Soko organization. Which has got some history in it, and uh, I'll give you one on the American Czech Educational Center.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so I've I, I've been a member of uh, Sokol since 1926. See, you're not a member until you become age 18.
0: So in 26 I became a member. Is there a certain
1: introduction? Do you have to be asked? Is there a
0: ceremony? Not
1: not if you come up through the ranks of the uh, gym classes, but if you, if you don't come up, if you come in as a, you can come into the, uh, as long as you're a law-abiding citizen, they, they don't care whether you're Slavic or what you are. Years ago, it was just reverse. Years ago, it was it was strictly Czech or Slovak. You could come in, but but today uh, the bylaws have been changed every five every five years. A lot of things are are changed.
0: Um, the war years, the First World War, the Second World
1: War. I was too young to go then. Well.
0: What what effect would you say that the war in Europe had
1: on the The First World War, yeah. the Czechs got their freedom for 20 years.
0: Second World War,
1: they lost their freedom when Hitler marched in, yeah. and then they lost it again when the communists took them over.
0: But were, did feelings run high here, people were concerned about their relatives? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: In the Czech newspaper, were there, did it change? Were there articles about?
1: Well, there's no St. Louis Czech newspaper today. There's a Czech newspaper, the Flossadel in Chicago.
0: But I meant during the war.
1: During the war, they're very uh, Americanized. I mean, they, they have no use for, anybody that tries to subjugate their freedom-loving people. Mm-hmm. They, they don't go for anybody trying to bulldoze anybody.
0: On the 4th of July, is there something special in the Czech community?
2: I well,
0: let- was there? Or, or was that a special time to show how American you were? I, I'm trying to get a feel of the blend of the old and the new. and.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. The old didn't believe in fireworks. Furthermore, they, they were too too poor, we'll say. In other words, they couldn't see. They would rather spend it on food than they would on fireworks. Anyway, I know my dad felt that way, and I feel the same way with my grand- great grandkids today. I'd rather see them spend money on that than buy something foolish that you just blow away, just like smoking cigarettes. Mm.
0: But, as a, but as a kid, did you did you see, did you feel it was something? Did you want to go see some fireworks? Or, or oh,
1: yeah, sure.
0: Bill so did you ever, being the son of um, immigrant parents, uh, which my mother was, the daughter of, um, my, my grandfather um, wanted to be very Americanized. Um, but so I don't think that their children felt a pull. Did you ever feel a, a pull? Or a, you know?
1: Well, my dad never had the inkling to go back to his hometown. All years that he lived, he never. They were once said he liked to go back, but there are a lot that came over to make their fortune and thought they could take it back with them and live like a king. There were people like that, but the average old timer that I knew made this their country. It
0: was hard though.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but they still had a feeling for for their homeland. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I will say about it. Even I have a feeling for
0: for But isn't it, that's wonderful.
1: Well, isn't yes. It so? I mean. Yeah, I I don't like anybody to belittle anybody's nationality. I don't care what what nationality you are. I th- I think I think it's terrible when when children, grandchildren, mm-hmm. and so. Have nothing to do with their ancestry.
0: I think a blend is, is so
1: special. Well, that's what makes the uh, United States of America. And uh, you know, I, I I've been in SoCo for so long. I've been a member of over 50 years of the CSA Fraternal Lodge. It's fraternal. It's it's. One thing is I can say about the so-called organizations: too bad we couldn't sell. And and I I've seen articles. There's articles written by people. Why? It wasn't Americanized long time ago. But that's the trouble. They didn't want to change that bylaw that says you have to be slaving. I had a man from Little Ferry, New Jersey, called uh, by my William Zabr Zabrasnik. He, he tried to preach that at, at a convention in Omaha to get him to accept any good American, no matter what national, they should accept them. And that's what it's hurt in today. Because you take it they based all of their of their growth on the gym instructors that came from Europe. Because they were the leaders. And that is the one that that Hitler got rid of first the leaders of the Sokol organization because if he sent them to concentration camps and even the Russians did them dirt, uh, instead of sending them back to their own hometown after they got freed, they sent them some other place. They didn't want them to reorganize because every town in Czechoslovakia almost had a Sokol Hall. That that was their, and that was the backbone of the country. But uh, it just, uh, hasn't panned out and that's what we're trying to get back today is to bring back American youth into the system.
0: Was it almost like a church for you? I
1: would, I would say yeah because there in our organization as long as I've been which is well let's see 24 what is that 50, 67 years?
0: Ninety-one
1: and twenty-four. Twenty-four from, um, ninety-one?
0: Yeah, it's
1: sixty-seven. Right? Six, sixty-seven years that I've been in. No dope, no delinquency. You know why? Because years ago when the parents sent a child to the so-called gymnasium, they know where he was. You take it in my case, after, even after I got married, though my wife was a member of the so- Sokolice, of the women's, she knew where I was. She knew where she could get a hold of me. She knew I wasn't in some other tavern center because if I'd have went some other place, she'd have heard about it. Uh, and that's, that's the thing that, that today, you have no con- you don't know where your children are today. And you take it, in the old timers, the parents knew where their children were. As a matter of fact, I always tell the story of my brother. And I did the same thing when we went to Bohemian Night School on a Wednesday night or Sunday morning. That's the only school that I ever bummed. It was Bohemian Night School.
0: That you ever bummed?
1: Bummed. That means
0: didn't go to didn't it. Go to it. Uh-huh.
1: I was supposed to be there,
0: uh-huh.
1: but we went to show maybe. <laughs> but that Sunday morning when I went, my brother didn't go. But what happened, they took the class picture that morning, and he's not on it. <laughs> I don't know what excuse he gave my parents, but he's not on it. And it just shows you how things sometimes catch up with you when when, when your parents know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm checking my list of questions and we have covered a lot of things. Um, Who today do you think, I don't think anybody knows what you know, but if there were other Younger people, is there anybody that you can name a couple of names that might be as involved or not as involved as you, but has got a name that people would know in the Czech
1: community? I I have a name of an individual that uh, came over after the Second War. He evidently had a fleet Czech Czechoslovakia. He's married to a. American woman today. They, they have two two sons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I I don't know whether he wants to be interviewed or not.
0: Yeah, I don't really want to interview him right now. What I want is maybe in
1: but he five he or would, six
0: years it, just to have like there's no newspaper. But you know, like who, who would one talk to? And, 10 years or, you know, is there... Well, is there you a,
1: don't want to talk to 99, a man that's going to be 99 no. years old
0: no.
1: because uh, he came over in
0: 1913. I guess
1: I'm, I'm just looking for, uh, you know, some uh, kind
0: of 50 or 60 years old, some kind of contact that, that... Well, the future.
1: I could give you the name of this fellow that came over after the Second War. He's uh, he teaches uh, Czech school now and then on the center, and
0: uh, you can you, know, you can. You don't have to give it to me now. You can call him and ask if it's okay. If you give me his name, and yeah. then you'll be comfortable, and I'll be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's the better way to do it. But I, I wish you would give that some thought, uh, maybe maybe one or two people, uh, just for just for the future. Um, now, uh, let's let's rest After you, okay, you got married in what year? Nineteen thirty four. Nineteen thirty four, and um, and you married a woman that was born here. though.
1: She was born here in nineteen ten. She
0: was Bohemian. From Bohemia.
1: Bohemian, Bohemian, Bohemian that's right. Her parents. check. M-I-K-S-I-C-E-K. And
0: you met her, how? Yeah. Did you know her? Down the gym. Down the gym.
2: That's right.
0: I didn't ask you this, as long as we hadn't met the gym. Did, did people come in from Chicago? Did you go to conventions throughout the years? And yes.
1: Alright, um, alright, so you met her. Was it love at first Sight? For either of you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I, I had nothing to do with girls until I got out of high school. Baseball. Baseball. A <laughs> fellow told me on a street he says, he said, heck, you know more men than, uh, you don't know no women. I said, that's right. And, uh... Well, well,
0: thank you anyway.
1: <laughs> let, let's start, uh... Let's start high school, say. Okay. All right. I graduated in 1926 from Roosevelt. Three years at McKinley, one year at Roosevelt. My wife, Camilla, she graduated in 1923. And we used to see each other, but just occasionally. Well, I knew she was from the Hall, but we we kind of got a little more acquainted, I would say, with our children's camp mm-hmm. out of, it used to be Kendrick, Missouri, now it's Imperial, Missouri. As a matter of fact, it was built. We bought the ground, we looked at the ground in 1923 because our older members wanted to find a place for the youth to spend their summers. So they looked at different places Finally, finally got this place out there, Imperial, Missouri, 30, 35 some acres. And when, when we, when we bought the ground from the individuals, why? We we bought it in February 24, and the right-of-way of of Highway 6167 was already sold by the original owners. Her name was Yenny, J-E-N-N-E. So, the right-of-way was sold by them to the state. We purchased the land. And uh, our members then start going out there every Sunday to build a building. And, as a matter of fact, very few people had automobiles in those days. And the state highway was only concrete to the Merrimack River the Merrimack River on south it was nothing but gumbo if it rained. So, and uh, so we, I started going out there in 24 and 25. They started building a, a building. We had a City of St. Louis architect who was our member by the name of Paula Rudolph Weinberger who during the week drew up plans for the building and our members would go out there on a Sunday to build. They were building? They were building. In other words they had an outside contractor I think that built the, the footing for the building. Nobody had on it. Automobiles. So one member suggested a boat. They bought a boat for the Mississippi. They'd still have to walk from Kingsley all the way up there, which was a good mile or so. And uh, they put it on sandbar a few times. And the Coast Guard told them to get rid of it. And it became waterlogged once, so they did. They did get rid of it. And they. Had a, they went out there on a train many times, the Missouri Pacific or the Frisco and they'd work all day and uh, in the evening they'd go back home and then gradually member after member purchased a car and if if the women saw rain clouds coming up, the men would throw the kids in a car and the baskets in the car and head on to the Merrimack River before the rain come because it was, the modern cars couldn't travel in that Mm gumbo, but the old time cars, they were, they were slow slow speed, Mm -hmm. so they'd always follow the first guy that made the tracks.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and uh, so they, they built it and they had it built in 1925, they dedicated it. Water was always a problem in that area because they had a, they had a hand pump up there at the at the hill, which had good sweeten. But they got the idea that if we go deeper, we'll have enough for a swimming pool too. Well, they went deeper and they hit that salt and sulfur chain. That killed that well. And anywhere, anytime you drill down there, it's always salt and sulfur. That's why they call it sulfur springs, just 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 south of there. So, in 1925, I was one of the oldest camping kids to camp out there. It was only boys in 1925. I was 17 years old, and uh, you're a junior until you become a member, so I was still classed as a junior. The women, the women's auxiliary, they did the cooking during the week. A gym instructor, he was a counselor, and he taught, the instructor we had at that time was a poet by Eliashek. He he had a lot of Indian folklore, and he tried to teach, he made bows and arrows for the children out of the reeds and out of the tree, tree branches, taught them how to shoot the bow and arrow. And they spent a week out there. The women did all the cooking. They went to bed at 9 o'clock. And then they went swimming in Rock Creek. They had no swimming pool. They had a, there was a nice swimming hole originally. That's where we always went swimming. Today they got the pool on there and some of them don't go at all. But years ago we, we got out there and the first thing we did, grab our suits, Walked down the highway three quarter of a mile and went in went in the creek and swam and then went back and ate supper. And is this was
0: this a camp for kids or
1: a camp for everybody? Well, for everybody, but mo- mostly it was a children's camp.
0: Uh-huh. But, but
1: but the parent the families could stay after mm-hmm. over a weekend if they wanted to mm-hmm. Saturday Saturday and Sunday. But
0: did it cost to go to camp? Or was it just part and of? The
1: no, school? that it that, so that time good. the organization paid for it. Mm-hmm. Of course, today, time, times are, today they charge because they have to, they yes. because it's a costly item.
0: You referred a while back uh, um, to the richer people that lived on the other side of Jefferson. Yes. They were Czech?
1: No. 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 Very few.
0: So, most of the Czech community
1: was East of Jefferson East of Jefferson right. and not rich. That's right. And, uh, as a matter of fact, Kudus Funeral Home, Kudus Funeral Home started on, on 1006 sky Avenue. And, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you, Tom Tom Third knows, yeah, he knows that the two, there was two of them involved in it, Kutish and Marish. Malish, I think, was his father-in-law and then there was a secretary by the name of Mrazik. Mm-hmm. Then a month or so later, it just became, it, it became uh, strictly cookish. And uh, the other funeral home in uh, St. Louis was William Mardell William C. Mardell on Mississippi and Allen. Oh, yeah. I talked
0: yeah.
2: to a bunch of
1: them. Ori- originally, he was on... Start on his father started on Eleventh Street, and he moved to Twelfth and Allen. And from Twelfth and Allen, I think it was 1919, he built the 1926 Allen Avenue funeral home, which today is closed.
0: The reason I got off on the aspect yes, about the checks if they were any well-to-do um, was I didn't I didn't know if they participated in in, in the camp or if they helped or what their yes. children did. So okay, we'll go back to the camp.
1: Yes, well, Billy Moydell gave a lot of money to camp. Whenever our president, William Wimmer, needed any funds, he'd always approach Billy Moydell, ask him if, he, well, like, at one time we needed storm sash for the porch. Well, Billy Mardell was going to donate, build a couple tennis courts out there, but we needed a storm sash for the porches more, so money transferred to that, and, and, uh, as a matter of fact, the American Check Center came out pretty good after Mrs. Moyell passed away here s- s- a few years ago. They come out smelled like a rose, and uh, beside us, there was 12 others, and I imagine St. John Nippermook came in under that will, too. But, uh, at the camp, and we used to we used to always spend our uh, spend our weekends out at the camp, even when Mickey was little. We'd always go out there on the Friday night, leave home Friday night, go out there Friday, stay Friday night, Saturday, and come home Sunday evening.
0: So your friends have stayed with
1: the in Oh yeah, yeah,
0: even too
1: as a so matter of fact, I got- to day
0: or to, to, to Yeah. The As a to matter, matter of fact,
1: I, I went back to Sokol after I left in 9th and Allen. I didn't go back to the Sokol until they were at 17th and Allen when I, when I was going to high school. One of the boys, Joe Yanda, Janda, he was a druggist, he says, uh, Yo, why don't you come down and play basketball? And that's how I got back into the Sokol organization. Well, well, I start I start um, started uh, start, uh, well, started this uh, going a scorecard.
0: Oh, so I were working like yeah, that. I okay. was
1: working that, see. So I left there I guess from ten years.